הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שדרנו, לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שאוכלי עפר הקדוש מה שבארץ המה. ובפחד רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסודו נם נחנו ומקור חוכמה רבנו נחנו נפגע בצמחה. נא נח נחמן נחמן אומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. So ברוך השם, נעשו את השם סהרפ, we will start a new סימן שיחות ארן. סימן סמך ט' lesson 69, a very very special conversation that Rabbeinu gave us a very special idea um, about defeating Hashem in a sense. We're going to see what that means. We're also going to do Sichot uh, Aran Lesson 70, which is also another principal, uh, principal conversation Rabbeinu had. And um, 71, which is one of his most famous actually. We're going to do three very important foundational uh, teachings that Rabbeinu gave us. 71 speaks about Bukam uh, and what Rabbeinu said contrary to the world, contrary to what any tzaddik has said in history. We're going to see what he says over there, something very important for anyone who wants to do proper teshuva. So, Siman Samech Tet. We must sing to the one who rejoices when he's defeated or when he's conquered. As is brought down in the Gemara Psachim, page 119a. Essentially, Imam Sakhim is giving us a quality of Hashem Bach, that we must sing to him. And what's God's quality? That he rejoices when he's defeated. Not like us human beings who when we're defeated, we get embarrassed, we get uh, angry, we're emotional. Hashem Barach is the exact opposite. When he's defeated, he's very happy. And he rejoices. Because we need to conquer Hashem. As if we can say such a thing. What does that mean? To be victorious over God. And we're going to see what this means. Because even though it seems to a person, and it might seem clear that, this might seem clear to a person, that God doesn't want him, doesn't want him to draw close to God, simply because he damaged so much, because he did many sins. It seems to us that because we did so many sins, because we damaged so much, Hashem has, wants nothing to do with us. And even now, as we want to draw close to Hashem, we still, we still see that we're not behaving properly, we're not doing God's will. So it seems to us that it's certain God wants nothing to do, us because, do with us because even now we're not engaging according to Hashem's Raton. And we're not following God's directive. Even if that's the case, putting, that all, of, putting all of that in mind, considering all of that, a person needs to reinforce himself even more than this. A person needs to throw himself before Hashem to spread out his palms and his hands before Hashem that God should have compassion upon him and draw him close to God's service. Essentially, you have to beg Hashem and do all that you can necessary to convince Hashem that you're worthy of drawing close. Because even if all that we just said is true, even though we're de- we do many sins, and even though it seems on the surface level God doesn't want us, that couldn't be further from the truth. Because even if that's the case, we must still say to ourselves, I want to be a Jew. Rabbeinu didn't word, use the word Yehudi here, he used the word Yisraeli. Yisraeli is Yashar, the word Yashar El. Um, which is direct, directly to Hashem, direct to God, straight to Hashem. 
No matter what, we're always reinforcing ourselves upon God. We're always throwing ourselves upon Hashem. We're always going directly back to Hashem, no matter what the circumstances are. And the Israelis also, we know that uh, Yaakov Avinu was changed, uh, had his name changed to Israel, which is even higher than Yaakov, his brother, the Zohar Kadosh. That there are two different levels. There's Yaakov and there's Israel. And we know that Israel is much higher than Yaakov. And Israel represents a person who fights. Ki sarita For you have fought with God. Ki sarita. For you have fought. This idea. Um, we know that Yaakov fought with the angel of... Uh, they say that the angel of Esav. The angel of... Uh, the angel who came and struck him on, by his thigh. And that Yaakov continued fighting until he was victorious over this angel. And because of his fighting, he was called Yisrael. Kisarita, for he had fought. To be a real Jew means to fight. Rabbanu says to be a Jew, a person needs to constantly ascend from level to level. And before an ascent, of course, we must understand and know and believe to truly know deep down that we have to descend first. So if we know that the descent is part of the process, we cannot be discouraged whenever we descend and whenever we fall into sins, God forbid, because it's part of the process. But we have to continue fighting to draw close to Hashem Bach, no matter what the circumstances are, no matter what the circumstances are, even if we fall, even if we descend into dark places, we must continue, need, we must continue needing to want to be a Jew. This is the main thing. Nimtza, we find that when a person believes in this and he accomplishes what we just mentioned, to continue to fight to draw close to Hashem, even though it seems on the surface level that God doesn't want him because of his many sins. We find that when a person does this, he wants to conquer Hashem, as if to say. But Hashem has so much joy and he's so happy. He's overjoyed by the fact that we want to beat him and defeat him. Hashem, maybe we have the merit to defeat Hashem Bach, to beat him in arguments, as Rabbanu teaches us in Bodhidut also, that we have to bring arguments to Hashem Bach and almost defeat Hashem in argument, so that He grants us what we want, which is to draw close to Him. Siman Ayn, Lesson 70. Anavi Amar, Rabbanu declared and He said, how do we allow Hashem, how do we allow God, blessed be He, to decree, to de- sorry, to, to bring down and to think and to ponder about decrees in the world? How do we allow Hashem to bring down evil decrees into the world? Because Rabbeinu was saying this at a time, whenever there were many decrees falling on the Jewish people, many bad decrees, decrees that uh, was putting the... Uh, the Jewish life at stake, the spirituality of uh, each and every soul at stake. Because we need to call God away from whatever He's engaged in, whatever His tasks are, and whatever He's engaging in at the moment. Whatever decree is trying to bring down, God forbid. We need to distract Hashem from doing this. To call him away from there, to summon him from there, that he should throw that away. That what? We should turn Hashem away from his decrees and he should turn to us, to what we are wanting to speak to him about, which is what? 
that we're begging Him to draw us close to Him, to His service. Blessed be He. That we're trying to essentially distract Hashem from bringing down decrees so that He should focus on us and what we're asking of Him, which is what to draw close to Him. Because when a Jew gets up and says, now I want to speak with Hashem Bach, to spread out my hands in prayer, to uh, express myself in conversation before God. What does Hashem Bach do whenever he sees a Jew gets up to do it? What do do it? Hashem Bach throws all the tasks in which he's engaged in, all the decrees which he wants to bring down, God forbid. On all his tasks, that he's engaged in as if we're saying. And he throws everything out. He turns himself only to this man who wants to speak with him and to express his conversation before God. That this man is asking Hashem Bach that Hashem should assist him in drawing close to him. That what? That this man who is begging Hashem Bach to allow him to draw close. This man is praying. He gets up to pray. And he essentially is distracting Hashem Bach from all the decrees that he's doing. Rabban was saying essentially when you do it, you are preventing decrees from coming down to the world. So it's our fault if decrees come because we are not engaged in prayer. We're not engaged in begging Hashem to draw close to him. If we were, if we were to do it, but to do it, we prevent these decrees. And it's important to do this. It's important to prevent these decrees from coming down um, in our cities, in our countries, in our families, God forbid, in our friends, whoever it might be, simply by praying and by conversing with Hashem. For by conversing with Hashem, we distract God from all the tasks um, that He's engaged in, especially those in which the decrees are coming down. Sikhot Aran, Siman Ein Aleph, Lesson 71. A very, very famous uh, speech Rabbeinu gave. A speech that nobody else gave in history. A man, Rabbeinu is a tzaddik, that nobody claimed to, to have such a koach like this. And this is hinted in many different places in the Kutamoran. In Sipor uh, Masyot, in the seventh, uh, in the, sorry, in the thirteenth tale that he told. The greatest tale that he ever told, the, to- the, the story of the seven beggars, the biggest teaching he ever brought down is this lesson. It's the highest Torah that he ever brought down, the highest uh, story he ever brought down. The story of the seven beggars. And on the seventh beggar, in the seven beggars, on the sixth day, Rabbeinu tells the story of a princess, <clears throat> of a princess who's uh, essentially, who escapes from a palace of a king who wants to kill her. And uh, she's poisoned with many different types of uh, poison um, by getting shot with 10 different types of arrows, etc. And there's only one person who can heal her from this poison. And that is the tzaddik, this ultimate doctor. As Rabbeinu writes over there, and I heal her. The story goes much deeper. I'm just explaining literally uh, two lines of a story that can, be, that can take years to, to uncover even just a drop of the story. Rabbanu said, if I came to the world just to tell this story of the seven beggars, I would be considered a complete novelty. And that would be enough. So Rabbanu says over there, and I heal her, meaning that the tzaddik has the ability to heal the princess, which is the Jewish soul, from the sins of these ten types of poison, which stem from these ten types of arrows. And these ten types of arrows have to do with blemishing the covenant. And this is where it starts right now. 
with regard to the subject of what is written in the Holy Zohar, in the Zohar Parashat Vayechi, page 219b, also look in Sefer Bereshit the Zohar, page 188a. Rabbeinu uh, brings down the Zohar, which says, that with regard to the sin of blemishing the covenant, immorality essentially, specifically one who spills seed in vain, for not, one who spills his seed, God forbid, etc. and mo'id tshuva. Tshuva is not effective. That is a bold statement coming from a tzaddik, Rabbi Shem Baruchai, who, chaval uh, man, we've never seen a tzaddik like this, Rabbi Shem Baruchai. And if Rabbi Shem Bar Yochai, who is a tzaddik at that level, says that there is no tshuva for this, uh, we can see that they were in, were in deep trouble. But, look what Rabbeinu said. Amar Rabbeinu Zichonon Vacha. Rabbeinu said, may his memory be a blessing, She'en Adabarken, the matter is not so. Rak ala kol mo'id tshuva. Teshuva is effective for every single sin. For everything. One can return to Hashem Ba for even the worst sins. That within that saying of the Zohar that we just mentioned above in Parashat Vayachi, that one who spills seed in vain, Tshuva is not effective for that person. With regard to what is said over there, no single person in the history of the world understands the simple meaning of the Zohar. There you have it. Rabban was saying, nobody understands what Rabbi Shemar Baruchai meant there. On the pshat level, on the simple level. Rak Hulevad, Rabban was said, only I alone know the secret. Ve'akral, and the main idea, she'be'emet mo'il tshuva be'vaday al-chetzeh, that the truth is, tshuva is effective specifically also for this sin. Look at this, underline this. Even if a person did this sin numerous times over and over, God forbid. May we be spared from such a sin. Rabbi Nuh says, Tshuva is even effective for someone who has engaged in this sin many times. And it's already brought down in the books that have already been printed. Likuta uh, Moran, lesson 27, section 8. Look over there. That what's the main aspect of Tshuva? What's the essence of Tshuva? The essence of Tshuva is not to do anymore what you once did. That from now on you decide, I will stop doing that sin. That what's the essence of Tshuva? When a person is forced and obliged to traverse those places in which he fell in before. Those subjects, those tests in which he fell in. But now he's going to be refined there. A person will have to traverse those places and be tested in the same fashion that he was once tested in. The last time he fell, but this time he has to withstand this test. But when this person traverses that place and he has pity on himself now, at that moment, and he does not do what he had once done beforehand and he breaks his desire, this is the essence of tshuva. The essence of tshuva. And uh, Rabbeinu t- tells us this actually also in Lesson 35, Luke the Moran. That what? That what's the idea of Tshuvad? It's the, it's the Zaka, it's the Ta'am, it's the cantillation mark, which we call the Zaka. We can, uh, we can sing, there's different signs, cantillation marks, in which we sing the Torah. Different words have different marks on them. And we sing that word depending on the mark on the word. Zaka is a sort of, uh, 
is a is a type of a tune that, uh, song that we give to a certain word that has that symbol on it. Zaka, it's in as well as um, is to throw something. Zaka comes from is direct to throw something. Is rock to throw um, to the place in which uh, it was taken from. Rabbanu explains that idea over there with regard to a different idea, with regard to a different subject, a different concept, with regard to the idea of chokhmah wisdom. But he, we can say the same thing here, that that, that is teshuvah. Teshuvah is to throw something back to the place in which it was once at. And that's teshuvah, to go back to the place in which you were once in and to withstand the test from there. To go to that place and to withstand and to break your desire. And that is the essence of teshuvah. May we have the merit to traverse all those places, but God for, that, uh, that God willing, this time we withstand the test and we break our desire from falling into that uh, place. May we have the merit to attach ourselves to a tzaddik like Rabbeinu and to other great tzaddikim. But Baruch uh, Hashem that we merited such a tzaddik like Rabbeinu HaKadosh. Ashkenu, happy are we that we have a tzaddik like this who can say for certain that there is teshuva for sin even when explicitly there is no sefer that says there is a teshuva for a sin like this. There is no sefer that can say that there's tshuva, there's a tikkun, there's a rectification for a sin like Kamabrit, for like blemishing the covenant. And Rabban was the first person in history to bring down a tikkun for this. And that's what we call the tikkun aklali. May we have the merit to read this every single day, even multiple times a day, to have emunan reading this. Rabban said, yes, it's ten teidim. The tikkun aklali is just reading ten teidim. The, the, those ten tenim in a certain order 16, 32, 41, 42 etc, etc, etc but um, Rabbeinu says it's very difficult to put, into the, to put this into practice this is a big yetzara to, uh, not to read this so we have to reinforce ourselves to read this tikkun akali every single day whether you're a man or you're a woman it doesn't matter to read this tikkun by attaching ourselves to the tzaddik may Hashem give us the ability to withstand all these tests and to draw close to him be'emet